Everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning for WorkinSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Wow, what a week. Seriously, we are officially migrating WorkinSports.com to the iHire platform. For those of you who ha- haven't listened, we are merging with iHire. It's a massive move for our organization. It may make you say, okay, uh, why should I care that that's a big week for you? Well, that answer is simple. Our product is going to be massively improved and serve you better this week. Seriously, in the coming weeks, I'm going to outline some of the new tools that we'll be incorporating in what is the new work in sports under the iHire platform. And one of them I absolutely love, I'll give you a little bit of a sneak peek on it, is called iScore. Our premium members, get this, okay? Our premium members will be able to score their resume against a job posting that interests them and get feedback on how to improve it before you apply. Now, think about that for a second. This is totally genius. You see a job that interests you, and you can run this tool to say, hey, how does my resume as currently constituted compare to what they're saying in this job description? You get a score back and some ideas to improve it, and you can adjust your resume before you apply to make you the best possible candidate. This is genius. And I love it because you guys all know, everybody listening knows that I talk all the time about how you have to customize your resume for every job you apply for. Some of you will say back to me like, well, what does that really mean? And I explain it to you, but this is like an easy way to comprehend it. You, you look at the job description, you try to figure out what they're emphasizing. And if you have that skill, you better make sure you align that in your resume. And this tool will make this happen faster, easier, more efficient. Make sure you don't miss anything. It's genius. I love it. I'm so excited that you're going to be able to use it as part of your premium membership. Other than that, okay, so that's the iHire stuff. That's a big, that's big stuff going on. But we have other things happening here, people. Other than that, just had an amazing interview with Michelle Andres, who is the SVP of Ravens Media. Baltimore Ravens. I mean, amazing woman that's going to air on Wednesday. And Scott O'Neill, who is a CEO of Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, you know, the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. Guy is amazing. Like, I know I use that word a lot, but we really, he and I really hit it off because we're talking a lot about his book that he's um, publishing later this month, actually in June, I believe. And um, he's a really interesting guy. Like, I just, I, I can't even, I'm just breaking it down here for a little bit for you. You expect the CEO to be hard charging, in your face, like just really go, 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 business, business, business at every minute. Like he's like meditative and really intentional and really thinks about everything. And he's worried about being present and having balance in his life. And I just, I don't know, really gravitated towards the conversation. It's super cool. If that wasn't enough, I welcome back Jennifer Keen, VP of Athlete Marketing at Octagon. And um, she's amazing, as always, as she was last time. This is only the second time I've had somebody come back on the show twice. Joan Lynch was the first. And Jennifer is now the second, which I'm thrilled about. I have another five interviews lined up that will be really, really cool. So I'm pretty pumped. Springtime, energy is high around these parts. Let's get to the stat line. As you know, longtime listeners, every week I'm going to present three different stats that will help you understand where we are in the sports industry. The last year has been so tumultuous, this gives us a good foundation of where we are right now. And I'm excited, there's probably excitement in my voice, because we are back above pre-pandemic 
numbers. That's huge. Stat number one, 25,235 active jobs currently listed on workinsports.com. That's an increase of 3.7%. Pushes us over the 25,000 barrier, which is where we were pre-pandemic. That's huge. Stat number two, 3,307 jobs were added in the last week. That is a lot of jobs. That's an increase of 8.9% over the previous week. And that means stat number three, that is an average of 472 new jobs added to our site every day last week. It's a lot of reason to keep coming back. Now, I want to put this in perspective for you. On January 1st, our job total was 15,473. That means since then, our overall, that means a lot of jobs have come in and a lot of jobs have been filled and hired and moved on. So like there is a huge amount of opportunity that's come up between then and now. We had 15,473 total jobs on January 1st. Today we have 25,235. The opportunities out there, people. Come to workinsports.com, check it out, find your next dream job. Seriously. Here's three opportunities that could be right for you. Three jobs. Job number one. Monumental Sports and Entertainment is hiring a manager of data sciences. The manager of data science will support operations by developing statistical models and analysis for key revenue-generating areas of Monumental Sports and Entertainment's various lines of businesses, provide key insights in supporting data for existing initiatives as well as utilizing data-supported recommendations to encourage growth. Wow, I said that fast. Okay, why did I bring this up? Couple reasons. We've been talking a lot about this on the show. Business intelligence, data modeling, increased revenue, decreased expenses. This is, fee- this is a huge field. This is an area that is constantly growing. And so if you're in college right now and you're thinking like, where is that growth area? Where am I headed? What do I want to do? That combination of business and revenue and business intelligence is where it's at. I'm serious. And if you're interviewing for a job at Monumental Sports and Entertainment, I suggest you follow the path of Varney Vale who's a listener of this show and recently got hired by Monumental Sports and Entertainment. And his last interview that he had with Monumental Sports and Entertainment was with former guest John Ferguson, the VP of People and Culture, who is an amazing dude, seriously. And Varney listened to it. He got some key moments. He brought those into the conversation with John. And I think it probably helped break down some barriers. It made that conversation that much more comfortable. So leverage the knowledge you gain in this podcast. Okay, job number two. Aberdeen Ironbirds are hiring a box office sales associate. The box office sales associate will assist in all aspects of operating the ticket sales box office and assisting customers. Responsibilities include ticket sales during open hours, printing and mailing tickets to online. Okay, we can go through it, but you, you understand what it means to work as a box office sales associate. I love seeing more and more of these jobs. Box office means people are coming to the games, right? We wouldn't be hiring somebody to sell tickets if we weren't going to have people at the game. And that's just exciting for all of us to see this coming back and that we survived in a lot of ways. And as I've said many times before, I was worried about a lot of these smaller minor league type teams, independent league type teams. I was worried some of them were going to close up shop, but I keep seeing job postings and that's exciting. Okay, final job. Job number three, KOA Sports, or it could be COA, KOA, COA, I don't know. Uh, They are hiring a manager of field hockey operations. KOA Sports is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to shape kids' lives through sports. I like that mission. They're looking for dedicated coaches who can lead our kids on and off the playing field. We believe in coaching kids to become standouts in their respective sports as well as successful people in life. That is a good motto, okay? So 
Why did I bring this up? Did you pick up on a theme? Well, there's a couple things. The theme this week, if you didn't pick up on it, is that all three of these jobs were somehow connected to Maryland. And Maryland is the home of our new corporate empire at iHire. Frederick, Maryland. That's the corporate offices there, about three hours from where I currently live. So it's a long commute. I'm just kidding. I still work remote. If you're wondering, KOA Sports, they're not actually located in Maryland, but I kind of fudged it a little bit because my wife played collegiate field hockey at a college in Maryland, and that is how I got to a field hockey job, being part of the theme today. See? It all makes sense now in my brain. Nobody else's, just mine. And that is a step. All right, let's get to today's question. It's a good one coming in from Brandon in Bellevue, Washington. Brandon, I lived in Bellevue for 10 years. We're practically neighbors, despite the fact that I now live 2,882 miles away. Yes, I Googled it. I've also had lots of coffee today. So if I'm speaking fast, I apologize, but I'm just in a really good mood. Okay, Brandon, his question. Hey, Brian, I've been doing a bunch of mock interviews to prepare, and there is a pattern that keeps emerging. I've had two of my professors and three different family members conduct mock interviews with me. And they've all asked me the same question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Is this a very common question? And if so, how would you answer it? Because my first instinct is to say, I have no idea. Can you help? Okay, Brandon, first things first, I love the fact that you're doing mock interviews. It's hard to do. Like there was a bit of, I had an idea for a long time about how we should be come up with a tool on our site where you could do mock interviews, but it's a hard thing to scale. Like you need a full on staff to be manning something like this. And it's not easy to pull off, but I love the idea of using those people around you, family members, professors, people who are in the know, take a job description, give it to them and say, this is the kind of job I want to apply for. Ask me questions as if I'm interviewing for it. Come on, let's get after this. And I think that most people will help you. And I think your attitude should follow the lead of 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan prior to the NFL draft. If somebody asks you, where do you see yourself in five years? I think you should follow Kyle and say, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive on Sunday. So I can't guarantee who will be here or if I will be here on Sunday or in five years. So uh, yeah, that goes for all of us. Cricket's playing in the background. <laughs> okay, Brandon, I'm kidding. I was just channeling. I was thinking of that. Like somebody wants you to predict five years from now and Kyle Shanahan won't even talk about what's going to happen on Sunday because everybody might be gone, which is a little dramatic. Nonetheless, you should not do that. Brandon, don't take me seriously. Now, this part is when you take me seriously. Let's deal with the first part of your question first. It is a very common question. This is something that gets asked a lot during interview sessions. Now, me personally, I don't like this question at all. It's so routine, routine and obvious that, I mean, so many people use it. Like you're an example, like everybody used that same question that I think if you do that, if you're just using as an interviewer, as somebody who's asking questions, if I ask the question that everybody knows is going to get asked, you get a rehearsed answer out of people. So if you're an employer out there and you're listening to this and you're somebody that does interviews, don't use this question, come up with your own. Come up with some other spin on it. Get to the same end result, but ask it differently because everybody practices this question. And if that's the case, then you're not really getting an authentic answer. So maybe that's where I'm unique. I, I like writing questions, which should be evident from the expert interviews I conduct. I don't use any formulaic questions because I don't think you get someone's authentic self with a formulaic question, but we're getting off point. The point you need to know, Brandon, is that yes, this, likely, this question will likely come up. 
but I'd guess 80% of interviews will have a question like this. So yeah, it's common and you need to prepare for it. First things first, think about what they want to know. Like, why are they asking this question? I always try to put myself in the shoes of other people and say, why are you doing this? Why are you choosing this? Why are you asking this? And you try to get at their perspective, you know, their motivation, their purpose for something. And in this, I think what they're trying to get at is they're trying to figure out if you have realistic expectations for your career and their company. Like, do you see, do they have a path that aligns with what you see for yourself? Because if not, you might not be a great match. At the same time, they want to see, are you ambitious? Do you have goals for yourself? Does this position you're applying for align with your growth and goals? Like, so your goal, if you know that's what they're thinking, like, is this person aligned with, is this job aligned with where this person wants to go? and where we have with this company. If you know that's the purpose, the first thing you have to do in answering it is make sure you're stating things in a way that shows you are aligned with their company and this role and shows some ambition. So those are kind of your three-part kind of plans there. Like, is this aligned? Like, if you start saying, like, you're applying for a job for the box office associate with the Aberdeen Ironbirds, and you're like, well, my goal is to be an anchor at ESPN someday, and that's what I see myself doing in five years. And then it's going to be, like, crickets on the end of the table. Like, yeah, we can't offer you that. So you're basically telling me you're going to be gone soon because you have other dreams. That's a big red flag. Now, I'm not saying lie, but you you want to make sure you're you're stating yourself as aligned. and Because if, if you aren't, they're going to look at somebody else that is. So don't apply for jobs you don't see yourself being at for a while and seeing it having a path that you fit for. Don't tell them like, yeah, my dream's completely different, but I didn't need this job. Like that's not going to help you. Okay, so what's the three-part plan of what you should do? Number one, be reasonably aggressive. Reasonably aggressive. What I mean by that is if somebody says, well, where do you see yourself in five years? And you're like, I want to be the CEO. I'm going to own this company. Well, that sounds ridiculous, okay? It just sounds stupid. I don't like that word, but it doesn't sound very great. Be reasonably aggressive. You know, talk about how you want to get into management. Talk about how you want to get into a place where you can own line items of the business, where you can really take ownership of a project and really take it from beginning to end. Get into those things that would be two steps ahead of you. If you think of it like you're going to get promoted every two years, in five years, you're going to be at least two steps ahead of now, maybe three. So what is that role? What does that look like? What would that normally be? Start to cite some of those things that would be expected in a role like that. I want to own a budget. I want to review other people. I want to work as a team leader. Like think of things like that. Be reasonably aggressive because that shows you're ambitious, but you're also logical. Now, number two, I'd say do a lot of LinkedIn research before your interview. What I mean by that is go look at somebody at this company who's doing the job you think you might do in three, four, five years, right? So look at that job that would be two steps ahead of where you currently are and look through their bio and kind of see where they stepped. Maybe you'll see that they were, they've been only at this company and they have progressed directly within the company. Great, that's a gold mine. That's like literally telling you the career path of this organization. And you can start to see what changes, what those steps are. But even if they're at some other cor- uh, organization, you can start to see the pathway. Oh, they started out as an email marketing manager and then they got into you know this type of marketing and then they got into that type. Oh, now they're leading teams. Oh, I can see that path. I can talk about that. You know, So if you're applying for a job that is more you know, in the moment and it's more tactical and that's fine, that's great. That's where most people start and you're, you're a doer. 
Well, then look at that. Look at somebody's LinkedIn growth. You can look at their resume and literally see what they've accomplished and where they've worked and what their job titles have been. Look at that and start to see start to see that path and explain that in your answer. Oh, I could totally see myself progressing to this point and being in charge of this, et cetera. Okay. So you sound really smart. You sound well-researched. You can even cite some of it. Like I looked at thus and such who works within your organization. I saw that he is the, he or she is the, the manager of client services. And I see how they grew. And that is something that really interests me. Again, you're showing that you've done some research. You've really looked into how their organization works. Um, step number three, I think you should really mention a soft skill you want to develop layered in with a hard skill as well. So I think you say something like you want to take on more leadership opportunities and then layer it in with something that's a hard skill. And I want to master partnership sales or something like that. You know what I mean? So if you're talking and you're like, I want to, you know, really become a master of Adobe Premiere Pro and eventually lead my own team, you know, like you're layering in both. You're, you're talking about a soft skill, um, you know, like leadership. And then you're also putting in something hard on top of that, like an actual tactile skill. Because that, I think, will make you so powerful in this. Again, the idea here is to show excitement and alignment with the organization. If you can do that, you're going to be in a really good position. You're going to get asked this question, where do you see yourself in five years? Don't go crazy. Don't go way over the top. Don't be hyper, hyperbolic and just like throw out any, I want to be ruler of the world, you know, and I'm not being serious. But people do say really ridiculous things sometimes. Be honest understand the business and where it's headed and try to layer in some soft skills and hard skills you'd like to see yourself developing over the years. I think that puts you in a really powerful position to show alignment with the organization and ambition. And that's what we're going for here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for a great question from Brandon. Tune in on Wednesday for Michelle Andres, who is really super insightful. Get this for a second. She manages a team of 28 within the Ravens, actually 27. She's the 28th in the group. Big, big team. They cover cinematography, broadcast production, digital media, social media. Um, I'm missing some. Photography, cinematography. Did I already say those? Her group is so diverse and covers so many areas. Business intelligence. She also manages business intelligence, which we were talking about earlier. She has her hands in so much, and she is so insightful and so smart. And I can't wait for you all to listen to it. So make sure you tune back in on Wednesday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Time to get back to work.